0: This is the Oanda Podcast.
1: This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing?
0: Very well. Thank you for having me.
1: Let's start with those latest CPI figures we've had both from Canada and the UK. We'll probably concentrate a bit more on Canada because... We've got the rate announcements coming up. But a brief word about the UK rates, which saw prices go up at their fastest rate in nearly 30 years. But uh, it looks like there may be worse to come. That number 5.4%, which was higher than expectations, up from 5.1%. And the last time, Ed, inflation was higher was in March 1992, and it was 7.1%. We're seeing a bit of history being made, aren't we? And it's going to get worse.
0: Very much so. Uh, It's the highest in 30 years. And I think you're going to be feeling the pain if you're going to restaurants, food, drinks, hotels. Uh, This is a a high number. And uh, it's a a theme that is being felt across all the advanced economies. And uh, economists, you know, they were expecting that 5.2 reading came in at 5.4. Much hotter than expected. Uh, Household spending power is weakening. And uh, no, it, it does. It is a cause for concern, and uh, I think that uh, the, the pressures people are facing, um, the cost of living, it's uh, just continuing to rise, and uh, this is this is uh, complicating the economic recovery. So, uh, you know, expectations are growing for uh, um, a stronger. Uh, fight against inflation and uh, um, you know that that rate hike another rate hike is is uh, going to be expected for that uh, February 3rd uh, policy meeting and uh, I, I think this is going to be the the theme that we're going to have um, uh, rate hikes are going to be used to, to fight inflation and uh, I I think uh, it's it's uh, it's probably uh, going to see more aggressive hikes um, uh, throughout the year
1: and we have the worrying spectre of higher oil prices. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. And then in this country, in April, the uh, energy prices are going to get uh, absolutely pummeled. What about in Canada, the number going up from 47 to 4.8%? Was that in line with expectations?
0: very much so, and I think what we're starting to see is it's reinforcing expectations that policymakers uh, they're gonna start a rate hike cycle as soon as next week and 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 now uh, this is the beginning of a, um, a major rate hiking cycle um, there's I think uh, the consensus, it's around six uh, rate hikes that are expected over the next 12 months. So that's pretty significant. And when you throw in the expectations that oil prices, um, a lot of analysts, uh, Goldman Sachs, throwing out that we could see $100 oil in the next, in the third quarter, um, you, you're going to have that is going to be a strong catalyst here for a stronger Canadian dollar. So there's a lot of a lot of currency traders that are uh, looking at at the loonie as a, a possible uh, strong uh, uh, carry trade here, as as interest rates are, are looking like they're 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 only going to go higher. Uh, and 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 one of the, the the key focal points here is that um, inflation, you know. It, for for Canada it's now exceeded the central bank's 1 to 3% control range uh, for nine straight months so uh, uh, th- this is a this is a very easy decision for the central bank so they uh, um, they they're, they're, they're going to be tightening rates and uh, this is they um, they're, they're going to be on cruise control here for the, for the next several months
1: Meanwhile, the Nasdaq, 10% lower now than it was in November. When you think about where it was towards the end of the year with massive gains, I suppose largely made up of the popularity of tech shares through the pandemic. That had a big impact, didn't it, over the last 18 months to two years. What's happening with the Nasdaq now?
0: It was the go-to trade during the pandemic. And and what, what's happening is you're seeing a, a, a major uh, rotation out. Of big tech stocks, out of everything tech, uh, mainly because of surging treasury yields. Uh, uh, over over the past month, um, we've seen the, the 10-year treasury yield go from practically 150 to one, over 180. Uh, and uh, in, in in a surging interest rate environment, uh, tech stocks uh, typically uh, perform terribly. Um, uh, this is uh, terrible for growth prospects for them and valuations. And, and Everyone is rotating into more uh, cyclical trades, and and this is uh, bad news for tech. So so I think that you're you're going to see a lot of investors know and 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 start to to, to buy this dip, and, and I think that uh, we're at interesting uh, technical levels that uh, people normally when when uh, they they look at the mega cap tech stocks, they'll say 10, 15, and 20% are, are areas that, um, th- those are opportunities for long-term bets. And uh, you'll, you'll probably start to see a lot of investors say that this is, um, when you take a look at the growth story for for some of these uh, tech companies, uh, uh, this is probably a good value here. But uh, um, I, I think the fear is that um, you, you you still could see treasury yields, uh, um still have a major move higher. And, and I think that's the the, the, the concern. Um, uh, everyone knows that the Fed is scrambling here to um, um, fight inflation. And, and the neutral rate, uh, you know, we, we could see that over the next, you know, 12 months, the 10-year could possibly be closer to 2.5%. So if that's the case, you know, what does that mean for tech stocks? So there's still um, um, a lot of confusion on, on uh, how tech – can um, withstand that type of uh, uh, surging uh, treasury yield environment. So I, I think there's a, a, lo- a lot of concerns here on ho- how that's going to impact growth. Um, but when you take a look at a lot of these tech companies, they're still looking at high single-digit growth and uh, their balance sheets are still robust. So I think that... Uh, so for. the the proven companies, I think this is um, definitely an opportunity for the beginning of scaling into some longer term positions. Uh, But but yeah, this is is an interesting trade because uh, um, there's a lot of uh, nervousness here on on what's happening with the treasury markets because this bond market sell off, um, um, it's broken uh, past some key technical levels. um, But but I think right now you're going to see everyone is on wait and see mode with the Fed because it seems in, in the past three weeks, we've gone from the Fed is going to, yes, raise interest rates a few times to now the Fed might raise interest rates five times this year. They might reduce the balance sheet by half a trillion this year, one trillion next year, and uh, that um, is is Excessive tightening that could really cripple uh, uh, the stock market. So um, um, we're we're going to need to see exactly is the Fed really going to continue to support that narrative? And and uh, I think um, they might dial it back a little bit. So uh, I think the, the the January policy meeting is going to be key. So that that um we'll we'll, we'll get more more insight uh, next week.
1: And what we haven't factored in, we have got a serious political problem at the moment between the Ukraine and Russia. Of course, the United States and Europe are very much involved in that. If things took a turn for the worse in that part of the world, then we could be in an even more difficult situation economically, particularly with the energy prices. Has that even been factored in into markets at the moment?
0: The risks are starting to get factored in. Uh, there, there's been, uh, and, and it's more so in the energy uh, uh, price complex. Uh, expectations are that uh, tensions will continue to escalate, uh, but a full-blown conflict is is still not expected. Um, um, the the uh, energy p- price uh, scenarios for for uh, gas and and uh, crude. Um, those are wide, and 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 uh, I I think the risks are to the upside. I think that that is widely the consensus. So I'm not I'm not breaking news there. Uh, but you're you're probably going to see that that is only going to fuel the inflation narrative, which is just going to tighten conditions um, going forward. So um, further escalations are just bad for the inflation story going forward. So yeah, I think any any intensification of the, the those. Uh, uh, stories uh, with uh, Russia and the Ukraine are, are are just bad for risk appetite.
1: And already we've seen the sensitivity of even a, a minor global problem. Politic, we oil rising to a seven-year high after that Abu Dhabi oil facility attack, and um, you know it continues to rise. I know that's also down to an improved demand outlook in Asia as well. But uh, you just. It's sort of piling on the pressure that the inflation figures could even get higher and higher just because of, um, you know, the oil price going up because of the Abu Dhabi situation. That would be a cakewalk in comparison to Ukraine.
0: Yeah. And I think the the risks for any supply disruption in oil, it just seems like it, they, they keep on growing. Um I, I think that right now there there has been such a lack of investment, uh, and and with uh, so many stockpiles at low levels, uh, the the concerns are that um, you know we're we're you know one or two disruptions away, at, at, at easily seeing prices um, make that run to a hundred dollars. I mean, uh, Brent is is knocking on eighty nine the door of eighty nine dollars, and um, there 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 is um, I think. One one fear that uh, the, the government leaders they they know that um, you know tapping reserves are not going to do much to 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 thwart uh, the surging prices right now, and uh, we're we're at a level where um, to ramp up production during the winter time uh, is is not as is is not going to be as quickly <laughs> done. Uh, so so what I think the risks are so um high right now that we're we're going to see a, a quick move here uh to um to test the, that hundred dollar level and 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 uh the the i, I think that the tensions um a, across uh the middle east region are, are 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 keeping a lot of traders on edge and 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 uh, i think that the the sensitivity um with with um, any any disruption across um uh, any pipeline is 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 and, and and what's also impacting it is cold weather too. Um, we we saw disruptions uh, just this week in North Dakota and, and also in Alberta, Canada, uh, that impacted uh, um, some some crude flows. So um, there there is. Uh, so so many catalysts right now that have energy traders just uh, itching to, to just pump prices higher. Uh, so 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 I think you're 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 probably going to see that um, um, you know the the risks are extremely to the upside. It is it has become the one of the the, the favorite trades right now. Um, commodities are are what traders are are focusing on right now. Um, um, stocks. Are being sold, commodities are being bought, and treasury yields. uh, You know, today yes they're down, but you know for the most part they have been um, you know surging. Uh, And and, uh, no, I I think the the oil trade has become a favorite one, and oil stocks have have you know dominated. And uh, no, they should they should still I think continue to outperform um, well into the 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 middle of the year.
1: Couple of other stories I wanted to ask you about, uh, Ed, Uh, on Tuesday. Goldman Sachs posted uh, profits below expectations. Uh, The bank's operating expenses, apparently to blame, which surged 23% on higher pay for Wall Street workers and increased litigation reserves. Uh, Let's deal with Goldman Sachs uh, first. The markets didn't like that. Shares of the bank dropped 7% after falling at 1.8% earlier in the
0: week. Yeah, I, th- I think Goldman. Uh, it was a, a very interesting earnings report. Um, the key number that stood out for me was their expenses. Uh, you know, expenses rose significantly, and and that's because they they had higher compensation and benefits. Compensations rose uh, 33%, which which coincidentally um, was how much revenues rose. Uh, um, and, and 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 I think that you're... you're Starting to see that trend um, really come across uh, much of, of these Wall Street banks. Uh, uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, their their quarterly increase with compensation was I think 14%. Bank of America was 10%. City City uh, was 33%. Uh, and, and and all these banks, they have they have ballooning costs of talent. And and this this wage growth pressure is is uh something that um has has really disrupted um um i, I think um all you know expectations on on, on how financials are going to be doing uh going forward um you know th- these uh, wage increases uh are not going to go away and uh the expectations were that if you have treasury yields surging you're going to have the banks doing much better um, and and uh when you take a look at the banks that were hiring goldman was hiring jp was hi- hiring morgan was hiring uh, the consumer banks um obviously because of COVID and you know the the way things are going but boa city and and wells they they were kind of reducing staff um, so they they um they they kind of did a little bit better there um as far as uh, expenses but uh, i i think that You know, in this surging interest rate environment, a lot of traders were anticipating that, oh, the financials were going to be the easy trade. But this expenses um, are really catching traders off guard. And and uh, the the market has has really kind of been uh, uh, surprised here and uh, financials. Have been the worst performing sector over the past five days they're down over uh four and a half percent and uh i think that's uh one of the worst the worst performances for financials in, in several quarters uh, uh to, to kick off earnings season normally they they deliver the strong beats and uh they they kind of kick it off they highlight a strong consumer and uh that's not been the case and uh so it, it's been rather rather uh a mixed mixed outlook um the consumer there, there has been, um, some optimism there, but, uh, I think, um, some banks have, it's, it's been a cloudy picture. Um, I think when you take a look at some of the other, um, Earnings, though, and I think uh, for for Europe, um, you had uh, Richemont and Burberry; um, they both um, beat expectations. So that the luxury mark market is is, is doing very well there. So that's a, a good sign for the consumer um, abroad. But um, no, I think that uh, we're we're in for a period where um, a lot of um, household uh, balance sheets are are still okay but um, how much longer can they withstand these inflationary pressures that's the question and uh, I think there's concerns that that is going to start to to wane probably next quarter.
1: Finally uh, Ed wanted to mention China and GDP in China grew at its slowest pace in 18 months in the fourth quarter as the Chinese government grapples with some uh, pretty daunting economic challenges that it's had since the beginning of the pandemic. Now, there are some problems with coronavirus at the moment in China. Uh, We've seen that right across the world. But um, this GDP number, how did that go down with markets?
0: It basically underlines a slowdown in growth. And it's mainly because China has a, you know, a strict policy to Contain uh, COVID and and uh, and they're obviously they're still battling you know problems with uh, their their property sector and uh, sluggish consumption. So um, I, I think their you know their zero tolerance strategy in, in fighting COVID is is really tough. Uh, they they have a vaccination rate of nearly ninety percent, but um, I think they have seven out of thirty one provinces that are. Uh, battling omicron and uh, this is uh they, they're they're in a in a, a situation where their their economy is is struggling and uh I think um, there's this expectation that uh you know the, the, they're trying to make sure that their winter olympics go go off well and uh the, you know these shutdowns are just you know it's crippling a lot of companies and businesses and um i i think it'll just mean there'll be more extraordinary measures by the uh the government and the pboc and and uh, uh it'll just de- delay growth but uh no it, it's just uh, um i think um very difficult to uh you know, be optimistic, uh, for, for growth in the, uh, for the first quarter. But, um, I think the, you know, the, the recovery will, will, will pick up in the second half of the year. And, uh, um, uh, you know, China, they, they, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, she is, you know, also looking to secure that, uh, unprecedented third term. And, uh, it, it's, uh, they want it to be done with COVID by now. And, uh, this fight has been a lot longer than they anticipated, but they're, uh, I think um, they're 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 looking forward to uh, getting beyond the Olympics, and then I think then uh, I think they'll be um, reopening a lot faster.
1: And by way of contrast, Ed, here in the UK, I mean today we had more than a hundred thousand new daily COVID cases, but uh, we are re- we are relaxing restrictions as of tomorrow. Um, it, it's quite a contrast, isn't it, in terms of how you know we in the UK compare with the likes of china
0: very very much so there's so, there's so many interesting uh stories just uh how how uh the, the, the world is uh <laughs> um handling uh, uh covid uh um i th- i think for, for for me the one of the the more uh fascinating ones is uh, you have a uh, germany who, who they uh, they uh, had a uh, hundred thousand uh, infections for the first time um uh, and then uh you you take a look at the 10-year bund, uh, it turned positive <laughs> uh and i was like wow that i, I uh I, I had to sneak that one in um uh, because it's been it's been a while since that's been positive um uh, it, it, uh sadly though uh, at, at, as of this recording it did go back to negative um <laughs> but but um the, it is, uh we are seeing some um uh, really um uh significant uh, market moves and and uh i, I think that uh no, this uh, this is the, the, the volatility has, has has come back and uh, um, no I think I think that uh, no uh, I think as as we learn to live or as some countries learn to live with uh, the the virus you're you're, you're starting to see uh, the urgency to lift curbs is is is, is growing for many countries and uh, I think as as uh, large parts of the world do that the pressure will grow grow for the others so uh, hopefully hopefully. Um, we uh, don't have variants that are more troublesome than the ones we currently deal with (laughs) absolutely
1: ed thanks very much for joining us today we'll speak to you again soon
0: thank you looking forward to it this is the oanda podcast